Hey, today we are talking about getting specific with your dreams. I even give a little breakdown for how best to do this. Um, Truly insights into how to work yourself into a safe space where you can dream authentically. And I think, you know, it's great to say, hey, get specific to your dreaming, specific to who you are. Um, But without giving you steps, and there are steps that I use to get to this better place um, for myself and my life and to truly transform and show up authentically uh, with who I am. So these are the steps that I used And I'm excited to bring them to you. We're getting super specific with what your dreams look like for your life. So excited for you to be here with our community. Let's dive in. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. We talk about your dreams, where they died why they died, how you come back, how you recover from that death, where you wrote yourself off, and why you never thought you should dream again. That's what we dive into every day. It is a one-on-one look at the rebirth and recovery of you taking hold of your life and living your life on your terms. Please join us. Welcome this morning. Oh my gosh, I remembered that I had an intro. Guys, (laughs) huge moves. Um, (laughs) So glad that you're here with me this morning. We're not sorry this morning. We're just not. I have my not sorry mug. I'm just saying not feeling sorry for any of it. Don't know what we were feeling sorry for, but we no longer are. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and dive into our great thing. Why? I know. I'll keep explaining. Um, when we call greatness, when we call greatness into our life, when we make it a destination, guess what happens? You're never going to believe this. Never, ever. You'll never believe it. When we make Greatness a destination, we start to look for it. Do you know what happens when you start to look for greatness in your day? Do you know? Do you even know? I'll tell you. Okay? Pop quiz. Go ahead. You can win it. When you start to make greatness a destination, when you start to look for it in your day, you actually start to believe something about yourself. You start to shift a belief. A belief that you may have had before is that you're not great, you're just good, and that's not going to be good enough. I need everyone who's here, everyone who ever steps foot here, whoever brings an ear here, I need you to believe that you are great because greatness will follow and it's as simple as finding greatness in your day. It will call more greatness. You will actually start to believe it about yourself. That's wildly impactful. And so it's like a very small five second practice of your day that will impact your life 
in every aspect. I'm not even kidding. This is a real thing. I have seen actual results from this practice. I have seen growth like you wouldn't believe. I have seen actual major accomplishes from this very teeny tiny little practice. And so I brought it here so you could adopt it into your own life. Are you doing it yet? Should be. Better be. Uh, Okay, go ahead and do it. You can. Feel free. So my great thing from yesterday was I actually made myself go to the chiropractor. It like takes a lot. And by a lot, I mean a lot of things must be resurrected before I will go get care. You should know this about me. I am the worst patient that ever did exist for any type of a provider. When they ask who my primary care provider is, I actually have to go into my memory banks of which provider didn't reject me last. Like... I am not the ideal patient. I am the ideal patient because I will read everything that you give me, but I will not do it unless we like come to this common understanding that this is going to be okay. I trust that I fought my knee um, issue or kind of prescription for what my life was going to look like. I fought that for many years. Like, oh, no, no, no. You're telling me after seven seemingly minor knee surgeries, you're telling me after seven of those that I can't act on my knee as I did before? This must be a joke. Are you some sort of provider comedian that has walked into this room? Good sir, I can't even entertain what you're saying to me right now. And I don't listen. And I then fight myself. And then I come up with my own solution, which is the exact solution that I was given seven years ago. You're not going to be able to run anymore. Exercise is going to have to look different for you. And now that I've finally listened to myself, not my doctor, and myself says, you're not going to be able to exercise anymore. Exercise is going to have to look different. And now that I've listened to myself, because that's what I came up with after doing all the research and the trial and error of breaking my knee every time that I tried to move in a very outwardly athletic um, attempt, Now that I've learned, I realize that I'm a terrible patient, but I also realize that life is just going to have to look different. And I realize that I struggle to listen to these people. And so it's really hard for me to be like, oh, I should just go to the doctor. They're going to have all the answers because even if they have them, I'm not going to listen. But yesterday, I finally said, okay, this neck pain is not normal and not good for someone to be experiencing. And so we should have it looked into. And so I went to a chiropractor. Monuments should be erected in my name. That's a huge move for me. So 
did that. Hopefully you're gonna get some relief from that. Trust it is not feeling great right now. And like, I don't, like pain to me is so, I mean, I've been dealing with this for about four weeks now, but like for the last four weeks, I've just been like, you're fine. Don't over dramatize it. You're fine. Do some stretches, do some yoga. And after trying all my own home remedies here, we still are. Um, and I'm certain that it's just a difference in how my life has looked for the last four weeks and changes in different behaviors that I used to have. And so I'm certain it's because of that. Um, and I need relief. I can't continue and it's not just pain. Uh, okay. So yesterday I finally told myself to stop messing around and go get some freaking help. This is not going away. Go have this looked at. You're not above a doctor. You're just not. Suck it up, good sister. So here we are. Here we are. That's my great thing. Went to the doctor. Kind of feel like I might actually listen. Probably won't, but I'm going. That's what's important. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just who I am. Okay. So that's my great thing. (laughs) Go ahead and take time to celebrate yourself for your own great thing. Mine are deeper. They're more conversational. You can just literally think about one great thing that you did yesterday. Say it out loud to a friend. If you don't have a greatness partner, um... Hmm, how could we do this? How could we do? Um, you can head over to Nuss Inc. and you could submit your great thing. Um, even if you don't want it read on air here, sometimes just writing out your own story, especially about the things that you feel really awesome about, help you to feel even better about them, right? Like, yesterday, did you have an epiphany about something that you decide you want to do? Are you getting closer to living your dream life? Are you getting closer to understanding what you even maybe want? Those are the types of things that I would gladly listen to and read. And I don't have to read them on air, but I find, I believe that writing them down make them so real. That's why I start every single day with writing my dreams down for my life. It makes it so real that I can't avoid them anymore. Um, And so sometimes just writing it down makes it, gives it physical form um, and allows you to process what's going on, right? And I call every day for you to write down your own death of the dream story because my journey has been so impacted by going back, thinking through, telling the story of the death of my own dream and all the places that it died. And through that process, I've been able to recover from that trauma and truly get to a place where I can speak authentically about the things that I want, about the things that align. And so if you don't feel like you have someone that you can have that conversation with, if you don't have your own podcast that you can tell your own death of a dream story to, um, you can write it all down and you can send it to me. I would love to see your story and how 
this has helped you to overcome your own death of a dream or to relive that trauma so that you can get past it, right? Because if we never give it a name, if we never actually talk about that death, if we never mourn the loss of whatever that dream was or would be, if we never think through that, um, we can't really elevate to the next level. And so that's what I want for you. So uh, if you check out the show notes, my I open up a P.O. box so you can send those there. Um, and that's just direct to me. And I can read your stories and kind of live through them with you. And I'll even write you back. How about that? Um, but I truly believe that giving that trauma, giving that space, giving it physical space is the deal breaker. Thinking it and writing it are two very different things. So sometimes there's so much clarity in writing through this. um, And by sometimes I mean every single time, write it all down, let it all out. You may even cry. It may be like a physical release of what you were holding on to. And that's what it has been for me. Making myself go back through it has been a physical release of that. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to let that go. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) I want you to let it go. I do. Because then we can move past it. So, so, so important. Um, So we're going to go ahead and dive in. I think today, really thinking about what success looks like to you, right? And I like to think about this as as I've structured a lot of different teams, as I've um, come up with game plans for what success is going to look like. I find that specificity. OMG. Wow. I am on my game today. It is good. I just said that word right. I mean, I slowed it down. But like sometimes even when I slow stuff down, I get lost. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) I'm saying the more specific you get with this, the better off that you are going to be. And I think I believe that the challenge comes in with knowing what you want, right? Because there are like, if I had written out what I wanted, even four months ago, it would be drastically different from what I want today. Not true anymore. Now that I have this clarity, now that I've let go of that past trauma, um, I can write things down that are authentic to me, that I know are true in my soul, but I had to let go of those things because they were holding me back and they were creating dreams that were safe and um, limited according to what I know about myself, according to what I truly want in my soul. And so the importance of what it's going to look like for you. So I go to a lot of conferences. I watch a lot of different webinars. I'm a follower of all things big and dreamy and super cool and Rachel Hollisey and dancey and and live your own life, right? And I'm here for it. 
Now, where I believe we get lost is that thinking that that's what it looks like for her. And so that's what I need to go create. I want you to get super honest and super specific with what it looks like for you. So you have a certain amount of realities that are right in front of your face. So whether you have kids or a relationship or fill in the blank, right? What are your realities today? Now, realities either are or are not limiting. So what does that mean? I know because it kind of sounded weird and uh, strangely quotable. (laughs) If you want to quote me, go for it. (laughs) Your realities are limiting in this way. So I have two children. Now, there could be a foreseen reality that says, oh, my two children, I have to take care of. And so that is going to take time away from me being able to do anything. Or I have to financially support them. And so that limits the amount of risk that I can take. Right? So I want you to challenge some of those realities. That could sound like this. I have two children that I have to take care of. And so I can, I can have conversations with my husband about changing the care flow of our children after hours. Is my husband maybe going to have to step up and help with some laundry or some dishes in order for me to um, do things? Yeah, he might have to. He might have to take three days a week, right? Instead of two. Those realities, sometimes we've worked ourselves into these places where we don't feel like we can create movement because of where we're sitting right now. But this is what I'm going to tell you. You can... You're going to just have to have those conversations. That's the hard part, right? So in the reality of I have two kids and so I can't take risk. um, I have two kids and so I I can take a risk. Am I going to have to restructure what's important in my life? Yeah, I might have to, right? I may not be able to go... On target runs every weekend. I'm going to miss it. But that might be a sacrifice that I have to make right now in order to get to where I want to go, right? What does that balance have to look like? Because a risk may not be as big of a risk if you're actually willing to restructure what your life looks like, right? It might not actually be a risk at all if you're willing to to kind of relook at how you're set up. And so when I talk about being specific about what you want, I think you have to allow yourself that imagination space and then further allow yourself to let go of realities that are or are not limiting. Are you going to have to look at them differently? 100%. You are probably going to have to drastically change your life in some instances. And 
I can probably guarantee that you are going to have to have some very hard conversations. Now, what I can say about that is you're not always going to get exactly what you want out of those conversations, but you are going to start opening a new path for communication, right? Maybe we don't fight about it. Maybe we actually have conversations about what we want or what we're going for. This is probably important if we want to continue being um, constructive in this relationship together, whatever that's going to look like. So get wildly specific. So yesterday we talked on silence. Today we're talking on specificity. Dang it. I did it right the first time. Specificity. I know that was right. Okay. Today we're talking about being specific. Silence specific. Nail it down if you haven't already. So I think the first step in all of this really is writing down kind of those limiting factors. And a great way of finding those things for me was going back and crafting out those impact moments. And you probably remember them um, where you realize that it wasn't really up to you or you realize that you didn't have x y or z and so you couldn't do this thing or you realize that right what are those things because you may have realized that you couldn't you weren't going to go be a um olympic squash player Right. And so when that trauma was delivered to you, what was said? Well, I don't know. And you probably got it delivered to you when you were 10. And what was said right in that moment? Well, maybe it sounded like you're just really not that great. You're not a standout. So you have to be a standout to be an Olympian. Now, how does this translate into what you're up against today? Well, right then and there. Whatever dream you had about aspirations of being an Olympian squash player died, right? That dream may have died right there, but I guarantee the trauma, that conversation, you're probably still holding on and it still comes out any time that you try to elevate yourself. You're not that great. You're not a standout. Right. And so it doesn't sound that specific. Right. You're not that great at squash. You're not a standout, but it probably comes back. And those little things, every time that you try to elevate, are the things that are going to be speaking to you in those moments. And the easiest way to combat them is to just name them. Right. And we can't give them a name until we know what they are. And for me, when I went back, when I wrote down my story, when I gave it physical space and I gave it an actual name, what those things were, what was said to me when, I could realize every time that I would go to elevate, every time that I would go to do something bigger than what I believed I deserved, these three things would come back every time, right? And being knowing that they were coming allowed me to come up with a game plan against them, right? So my game plan looked like when I wanted to start writing and I knew that back in 
first grade, I was told that I just wasn't very smart. I knew that when I started writing, that would come back up again. And it would come back up in the name of typos and grammatical errors. And so I created a writing platform where I specifically wrote with grammatical errors. I don't capitalize anything just to prove to myself that people will still like it, right? People will still love you for what you're putting out regardless. And having that proof every single day gave me enough space to trust myself in these new instances of what I was trying to do. And so now I'm writing a lot more than I was. But it took a while, right? I had to kind of build that social proof for myself that it was okay to fail. And the fact that I was doing it every single day made it easier for me to accept that people will still come. If you build it, they will come. They won't really care if the sign's spelt wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they would. Field of dreams. G-R-A-E-M-S. Dreams. <laughs> See? Still came. People still about to come to that field. Probably be a great conversation starter. Um, but that's the thing, right? Those things that are holding you back are coming up in the same form and fashion every single time. And as soon as we trace back through that... I believe you give yourself power to overcome those things now that you're trying to elevate to a new level, right? Once we know what those things are that are holding you back, we give them a name. Then the next step comes with allowing yourself imagination, right? Not doing. Allowing yourself imagination to dream up what you want to do. What do you want to do anyways? right? Let's go there. Let's think it. Let's dream it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right? Whatever that is for you. So that's, those are my steps. There they are. You now know the secrets out people. Um, and then get super specific with what that's going to look like. And I appreciate, and this is how my mind works, because my mind is never short on ideas. Ever. I probably have about 10 every 10 seconds. I don't know. I can't stop it. Um, but my mind, it helps me to write it all down to kind of recenter, refocus, reignite that passion, that realization that this is what I want every single day, that this is what I'm working on, that this is why I wake up at 3am, that these are the things that I'm doing. And this is the why, um, helps me wildly. I can't even tell you how much that helped me with my practice. Um, but then like, focus on the first thing that you can move forward on, whatever that is. Like, don't, don't be like, you know, someday I want to build a gold-plated house, but like have zero dollars in the bank. Probably not the one to start on, right? 
might not be the good first one, but I love the specificity of that. I love that it's a gold house, that it's gold plated, that you're so specific and brilliantly visioned on that, that you can write it down. But that's probably not the first one that you want to work on, right? And I want it to be something that you can do and move forward and just check off your list. Once it becomes something that you've done, once it becomes something that becomes a norm, let's move that one out. Let's start working on the next one, whatever that looks like. Um, and I'm, you know, this process has really been transformative in what this is going to look like for me. And we're working on, um, our team We're working on how to take someone through this. What are the steps that you need to go through uh, to really realize what your dreams are and get specific about them? Because I think, you know, there's like this, this world where people will ask you, okay, well, what do you want to do? What do you, and I actually heard a conversation with, uh, high schooler, you know, because that's always the question that they ask. Oh, what do you want to do? And the high schoolers like quickly trying to come up with like, oh, well, well, like you're 18. I don't know. I honestly, I'm 30. Shit. I always forget how old I am. One. I don't know. And I now finally have it figured out. But like asking at 18, well, what if we could build something to help you know, right? I had a um, senior in college asked me, well, what do you, how do you know? What, how do you figure that out? Like, I think you just go to a workplace and then you figure it out. And like, can we construct something that just helps you with the no before you go through all of that, before you just trial and error yourself all the way out? Like, is there a way to structure people to learn and listen to themselves. So that's the question that I ask. Well, what does your dream day look like? Right? And like not your dream day or yeah, your dream day. Like my dream day is just sitting by the pool and drinking um cocktails. Okay. If that's your dream day, if that's where you want to spend your time in your life, then what does that look like? Right? Maybe you're a travel agent. Maybe you are a travel blogger and that's what you blog about. And that's where we build, you know, your empire around blogging. Like what is that going to look like for you? And I think it comes down to who you truly envision yourself showing up as. What does that look like for you? What does a dream day look like for you? And sometimes it's as simple as that. And when they answer that, a lot of times they're like, oh, man, I'm in the wrong field. Why did I even choose this to be my college education, right? And that's probably a majority of us. We kind of sign up for what because right at 18, you're supposed to have this idea of what your life looks like. And then you just go down this very narrow, strict path. Instead of investigating, it's like, well, I have to have that answer. Everyone keeps asking. I remember being at my high school graduation and everyone being like, so what are you going to study? And I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm playing volleyball. Let's not think about that. I really have to life after volleyball? I don't think so. I don't, I don't want to think about that. Right? That's just it. And, and in that portion, that's where we should be discovering who we are and who we want to show up as. And instead, we're being asked so frequently what our life is going to look like. Instead of being asked to investigate what we want our life to look like, right in that moment when we have to give an answer, we just want to give an answer so that people stop asking. Because honestly, I can guarantee every 18-year-old with the very limited amount is going, I have no idea. And I don't really want to know. I'm just starting out, right? You owe it to yourself to discover what you want it to look like. And a lot of times the answer to that question is, what do you envision your perfect day being, right? And whatever that looks like, let's go there. Let's build off of that, right? Does it look like laying around and watching Netflix all day, every day? I don't know how to monetize that, but I guarantee we should start looking into it if that truly is your passion, right? If that's really where you want to be. And so I like to start that question as simple as what does your dream day look like? If you could do anything in the world, what does it look like? What are you doing? Where are you at? How are you doing it? Right? Because for me, it's like, I can see myself. I can see myself sitting in an airport, typing on a computer. I can see myself uh, in this dream building on the second level, looking out this beautiful bay of windows, and then looking over the balcony of my open office at people down below, working, holding conferences, doing things. Like, I can see it all so clearly. So then, like... How does that line up with what you want to do, right? And that might not mean that it's happening today. Trust, there are a lot of steps in between me doing those things. And that's okay, right? But if you can dream it, if you can force yourself to think it before you do it, just think it, if you can allow yourself to go there, right, you can get a wild step closer. Then we just got to get specific with what it's going to look like, how we're going to get there. And that, honestly, is the easier part. The harder part is getting yourself to actually Think, dream, and imagine things, right? Flexing that muscle is hard. Because we've been so coached into answering the question, what do you want to do? And having a very structured, educated, perfected answer to that question. That's where we all grew up, right? You just got to know, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know when you're 18. If you leave the walls of this high school before you have an idea of where you're going in life, you're going to be in trouble. Not true. Right? 
And so today I want you to start thinking specifically about what it looks like, right? And if you aren't imagining specifics yet, keep going. That means you're not there. You're not dreaming big enough. Okay, I want it to be that specific. Like literally, I can see the shoes that I'm wearing propped up on my suitcase while I'm riding in an airport. I'm telling you, if you allow your mind to go there, it will. But if you can't dream it that specifically yet, it's because you're holding on to something. Something is holding you back. Start writing out your death of a dream story. I am telling you, this is going to create three things that hold you back every time. At least three, if not more, but definitely three. And when you actually start calling that out, you'll start hearing those voices anytime that you go to elevate. So, Start being specific. Start imagining specifically. Start looking at what it looks like. And it may start as easy as what do you want your dream day to look like? And then work backwards. And we're working on some sort of conference to walk people through this step by step and see how it impacts people. Um, Because I truly believe that this series that I've put myself through over the last um, three years. Um, We should be able to condense it (laughs) so you don't have to go through three years. Uh, But truly this series, this, these steps that I've taken are something that could transform your life and your ability to dream true to you because that's the harder part, right? Um, So we're working on creating something to help people through that so you don't have to do it alone, right? I mean, I'm here with you on this podcast, but it's a little different. Uh, So just know that's coming for you. Uh, That's all that we have today. Went a little long today. Look at me go. Thank you so much for being here. As always, you can check things out, all the things at nussink.com. That's where you'll find everything. Check it out. Uh, as always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world.